Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Residual Whispers podcast. I'm your host, Sky, And I am your co-host, Brian. And every week we explore a haunted location or paranormal occurrence from around the world. This week on episode two of Residual Whispers, we are bringing you the story of the Clown Motel, America's creepiest stay in Tonopah, Nevada. And Brian has actually never heard of this location before. That is true. Unlike our first episode, um, I was actually pretty well versed in Pavalia Island. Um, But this week, I actually do not know much about the Clown Motel. So I get to kind of sit along with you guys and let Sky edumacate me. Yes, I feel like this is going to be such a fun episode because the Clown Motel is a crazy and kind of fun location. So I'm really excited to tell Brian and you guys about it. So um, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely have colrophobia, which is the fear of clowns. Second, I also have that. Um, Actually, an interesting fact is that about 8% of adult Americans are afraid of clowns. And, like, I was thinking about it, and, Brian, I don't know about you, but for me, the creepiest things about clowns, one of the creepiest things is that they can smile and frown at the exact same time. Absolutely. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So, like, you can have an angry, scary clown looking you dead in the face with a frown, terrifying look on its face, and the paint is still smiling. And I just, no. See, for me, it's just, like, I've always, like, I had, like, multiple encounters with clowns that, like, you know, like the little haunted houses or stuff they set up for Halloween, all that stuff. You know, there was always some deranged clown that would always pick me out of the group, knowing that I was terrified of him and chase me around with it. Whatever it was the chainsaw, the meat hook, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, <laughs> one of the main reasons I really hate clowns is shout out to my stepmother, Rachel. Rachel, if you're watching, listening, I love you. Um, but my dear stepmother collected clowns um, for majority of my teenage years and life. Oh, she's um, going to love this And she story. still has them. She um, still has them somewhere. I can't quite remember where they are at this moment, um, but I know that they're there. They're always watching. Um, and it's very unnerving. Like I'm telling you, she had like a case full of little like marionette clowns and like dolls and like it was very very creepy brian i'm so excited that you just told that story because literally my next note was um on the opposite side of the spectrum you have those who love clowns enough to collect them at rachel (laughs) one such collection is on display for all who book an overnight stay in tonopah nevada um, this is the world famous clown motel. So we're yeah. gonna, yeah, right? No, you're gonna love this one. Just get no. ready. This one's for you, Rach. So buckle up, guys. We're gonna dive into the history. So the clown motel is located on North Main Street in Tonopah, Nevada, and situated literally right across the parking lot with a just small alley in between is the Tonopah Cemetery which was founded in 1901, but closed just 10 years later in 1911 due to tailings from a nearby mill destroying the graves. So the town was founded just one year before the cemetery opened in 1900. Um, When, the story goes, a man named Jim Butler stumbled upon silver-rich ore by throwing a rock at his donkey and noticing it was unusually heavy. So that's how this town was founded. 
<laughs> Jim Butler is just making his way through the town, what wasn't a town yet, going through Nevada with his donkey. <clears throat> he gets frustrated at his donkey. He throws a rock at the donkey and goes, wow, that was really heavy. There's probably some kind of ore in there. <laughs> what in the name of cockacity? Oh, and just man. for everybody to know, I would like everyone to know that Sky and I are both white people. So any white people <laughs> slander from me comes from a white man. So I don't want to hear anything about oh, it. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, definitely uh, gold rush days. And so Butler then leases out his claims to the land to several different mining companies, one of which was the Belmont Mining Company in 1902. So from here, the town flourished, and Tonopah became home to many miners and their families. So, yeah, um, literally right So this was door- a mining town. It was basically yes. like a pop-up mining town. Yeah, well, it was in Nevada, so, you know, like, Old West and all that good stuff. Cowboys and, you know, Old West. That good Old West. So, yeah, it was a mining town. And, um... There is a picture of the Tonopah Cemetery, and all evidence and photos for this post will be on our blog. At residualwhispers.blog. <laughs> um, yeah, so go check those out. Um, the, the cemetery, again, was closed in 1911. So um, during the time that the cemetery was open, in 1905, the Tonopah Plague made its run through the town, killing a large but unknown number of residents. It would start with chest pains, and within hours, the infected would pass away. During autopsy, it was discovered that the lungs and livers of the victims were totally black and hard as stone. The cause of this plague is still undetermined to this day, but it is suspected that it was pneumonia caused by poor sanitary conditions. So, also, um, six years later, on the 23rd of February, 1911, so this plague has already come through this town, killed a bunch of people, and they were all buried in the Tonopah Cemetery. On the 23rd of February, 1911, a fire breaks out over 1,100 feet deep inside of the Belmont Mine. A man by the name of William Big Bill Murphy was among those who volunteered to attempt to rescue the trapped miners. So he makes his way down on his first trip in the mine cage, and he returns with the first group of rescued men. He decides to take a second trip and then a third, despite the increasingly dangerous conditions inside. The rescue mission was taking longer than the first two trips, and when the cage finally rises to the surface, it carries the next load of terrified and disoriented miners, but no Bill. Bill was not in the mining cage when it returned to the surface the third time. It was like bracing for something like that to happen. Yeah. So one of the men reports that Bill had fallen out of the cage as it was on its way up the shaft. Oh, God. Yeah. So it wasn't the smoke. It wasn't the <clears throat> fire that got him. It was just unfortunate luck. And he fell out of the the cage on the way back up. Wow. So. Uh, so saved all those people. And exactly. Like, wow. Yeah. Super sad. Um, Big Bill was actually only 28 years old. And his last words were, well, boys, I've made two trips and I'm nearly all in, but I'll try again. 17 men, including Big Bill, um, perished in the fire. Big Bill and his comrades were buried in the Tonopah Cemetery alongside victims of the plague. And hailed as a local hero, his grave reads, died while saving others. So his grave is um, in the cemetery and you can still go check that out today. There is a picture on the blog. Check this out, Brian. This is Big Bill's grave. 
So you can see oh, how wow. old it is. Yeah, it's definitely old school. Yeah, you can see like the plaque on the grave is like rusted and like his name, the way it's like carved or written is really interesting. Oh, yeah, it is wood, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go wow. check that out on the website. That's pretty much what all the graves look like in the Tonopah Cemetery. It's very fascinating. And something too, guys, um, some to share with us in our Instagram post or anything. If you guys are any of those very interesting, um, what do they call them? tombstone chasers or something like that you know what oh. i mean people those of you who like to travel around and clean old tombstones oh, and yeah. visit old historic tombstones like that share some pictures with us we'd really like to see some historic sites that you guys have seen and um i know that there's some really really cool looking tombstones and uh, memorials out there in the country so yeah. definitely share those pics with us that's a really neat idea um you can email those to us at residual whispers blog at gmail.com um, so other well-known residents among the 300 graves in Tonopah Cemetery include Sheriff Thomas Logan, who was shot while trying to protect others from an unruly gambler in 1906, and George Devil Davis, who was actually the first African-American in Tonopah and the owner of the Eureka Saloon. He was shot multiple times in the back by his wife in 1907. Mm. In he his saloon. Yeah, no, there was, I did read that there was rumors that he was abusive. Uh Um, so there's a lot of controversy surrounding his death and what his story was. Um, so she had it. Yeah, but it was really (laughs) cool. He was one of the first African Americans there and he opened the Eureka Saloon, which is a great name. That's cool. (laughs) So Brian, you're going to love this, um, last well-known person who is buried in the cemetery, the famous Bina Veralt of New York, who went on the run after she was arrested for seducing and conning rich men out of $100,000, or what would be $2.5 million today, worth of clothes and jewelry. She ended up in Tonopah, where she passed away from alcoholism. Um, there is also a link on the blog where you can read about like others who passed away in the cemetery as well. Um, their, uh, their town actually put out this, like, brochure online that you can look at that talks about all the people who died there but yeah i now have a new hero um i will be going to her grave i will be paying respects and i will be leaving flowers yeah it's she sounded awesome i mean we're not encouraging anyone to commit crimes but don't do back in the day really cool being a viral that's some pretty groundbreaking feminist stuff right there yeah she was kind of a badass woman it's not cool that she would con these men she didn't kill anybody or anything so i mean give her a break but (laughs) she She did just fine yeah i read that uh her and one of her good friends actually made a pact um that they would become rich widows together and so they decided to just Go around seducing. Who the rich hell men? doesn't want to make that kind of pact with their best friend? Yeah, I would make Brian, that pact with you right now. now. Let's be rich We're widows. We're gonna go out. We're gonna be rich widows. You heard it here <laughs> first, guys. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, so they would just go out and they would con rich men, um, and they amassed about two point five million worth of clothes and jewelry today. That's absolutely inspirational so, to yeah. me. And then she went on the run, ended up in Tonopah, and passed away there. Um, so mm. her grave is in the Tonopah Cemetery as well. Will be going. Um, yes. It's just in Nevada, so we're really not that far Truth. away. Um, so many fires broke out in Tonopah as the years went on. And in 1942, another fire in the Belmont Mine took the life of Clarence David. Over 40 years later, in 1985, his children, Leroy and Leona, decided to open the 31-room motel in his honor, using his collection of over 150 clown statues as decorations. 
So, like your stepmother, one of the um, miners who died in the Belmont mine had a creepy collection of clowns. And his children, 40 years after he passes away, right? He was buried in the um, cemetery as well. Um, And so right next to it, his children think it's a great idea to open a 31-room motel dedicated to him in which they used over 150 cloud statues as decorations. Oh, my God. Like, no. Like, I just can't. Like, there's just... I just really, I can't. (laughs) Like, I... Who told them that was a good idea? Like, <laughs> I guarantee they went up to somebody, told them they were going to do this, and somebody, oh, somebody yeah, said, that "That's a great, great idea. <laughs> you know, you should definitely do that." And I just really want to know who that person was. <laughs> yes, that's fair. But I mean, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I mean, if his da- if their dad liked clowns so much, like your stepmother, and collected them, and they didn't know what to do with his whole collection, I mean, it's. I mean, I guess it's a good way to use it. I'm not sure I would have chosen a motel, but. I mean, but I mean, side note, a 31 room motel is pretty large and impressive for back then. Yeah, it was a 1985. Of, lo- yeah, it was like a lot of, oh, that was 1985? Yes. Oh, wow. So um, David or Clarence David dies in 1942 and then oh, okay. 40 some years later in 1985, his children opened the motel. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so they really needed something to do with that clown collection. And I mean... 40 years later. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it is a nice tribute to their dad, though. But um, So in 1995, under the condition that he would watch over the collection and maintain the clown theme for the motel, it was purchased by Bob Perchetti, Perchetti, and his yeah. wife. Yeah, something like that, Bob. Um, he is actually in the Ghost Adventures episode. But they lovingly owned and operated it for 22 years until 2017. In 2019, under the same conditions, it was purchased by Vijay Mihar for $900,000. He appointed a family friend and art director, Ham Anand, as CEO. And Anand increased the creepy collection of clowns to over 600 statues and 2,000 oh pieces God. of clown theme memorabilia. Oh, no. Yeah, so he's an art director, and he's like, we're going to do this. <laughs> and the clown statues are not only, like, in the lobby and stuff, guys. You can see pictures on their website. They're, like, website. in the rooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cl- every room has a clown, a different clown theme. Oh, no. Um, one there, of the rooms- how can there be that many clown themes? What is a theme That's for a fair. cloud? They're mostly centered around the most haunted rooms, so we'll get to those in a bit. Oh, no. There's like um, a whole sad clown room, people. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Just full of sad clowns. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't see anything about that, but the themes are actually pretty cool. Um, that, ha- so- that has to be a theme. <laughs> if we're talking... Quote That's unquote fair. clown That's themes. Fair. Sad clown has to be one of those themes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's get into the hauntings. That's it for the history. Basically, at this point, um, Anand and Mihar, they are still the owners of the hotel. Um, and it's still, is it like open? The still? motel, yeah. And it's actually gotten really, really popular in recent years. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that as well. You will well. not catch You're me staying the there. Points. <laughs> Ever. No, we got to go check out the cemetery and stand there. I, I will go to the cemetery, but I am not. What? We're going to go stand, Brian. Not choking in checking into that clown-ass motel, people. We will you. sacrifice it for the sake of this podcast. Will we? <laughs> All right. So, 
It's easy to see why the motel would be haunted when a cemetery filled with restless spirits who met a gruesome end in Tonopah is right next door. But several rooms in the motel have their own terrifying tales to tell. Right on time. Here we get into the multiple stories surrounding the most haunted rooms at the hotel. Or I keep saying hotel, but it's a motel, you know. Hotel, motel, holiday inn. It's motel. These are motel rooms. Yes, motel. (laughs) All of this information actually came from the motel's website, so we have to assume it's true. So literally as I'm doing my research and I'm checking out the Clown Motel website, which I will give you guys the address for later. Um, But this is literally printed right on their website, Brian. Mm -hmm. The stories of what happened in each of these rooms. And some of them are pretty crazy. So room 108 Considered to be the most haunted room at the Clown Motel, Room 108 is it-themed. Literally. So Pennywise. (laughs) Yes. Um, With spine-chilling Pennywise murals painted on the walls. Many years ago, the motel's elderly front desk manager was staying in the room when he suddenly became deathly ill. He tried to call the front desk multiple times. I don't know why he didn't call the police right away. Don't ask me. He tried to call the front desk. But after reviewing surveillance footage and questioning the on-duty clerk from that night, police discovered later that the phone never rang. So this guy's dying in his room, and he's trying to call the front desk for help, and the phone never rang. And how is he dying desk. again? How did he? So we haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, okay. uh, so finally, the man got a hold of his sister, who called 911. What? Yeah, I know. How did... So, unfortunately, it was too late, and he passed away on his ride to the hospital. Might have been a heart condition. He, he got sure. a hold of his sister before the police? Yeah, apparently he called his sister, and his sister called 911. This is what's printed on the website. What? Yeah, and this is the man who passed away is actually the man who worked at the hotel, or the motel, again. So, um, you've got to assume this is true. I don't know. This is what they have on there. Um, so rumors say that a malevolent spirit was keeping the calls from going through to the front desk. Mm. Yeah. And both, uh, pictures of the next room and room 08 are on our website. Um, Brian, this is one of the it murals. I don't know. Yeah. So there's like a bright pink wall and then a yellow, like shorter wall right next to it that the picture's of. It's and there's just Georgine Pennywise standing in a doorway. Yeah. Pretty creepy. He's got the red balloon and it's it's a good painting, but it's not like magnificent, which makes it even creepier, I think. Um, yeah, so you can check out those pictures, residualwhispers.blog. So the other picture we have posted is for room 111. Mm -hmm. And here's a quick trigger warning. Um, This room does deal with suicide and terminal illness. So a terminally ill man came to live out his final days in the motel, not wanting to burden his friends and family. He began reporting to the front desk that an eerie shadow would appear in his room in the early mornings. He begged the shadow to take his life and end his suffering And eventually, he shot himself in the Clown Motel parking lot. So, yeah, that was room 111. Room 108 and room 111. That kind of reminds me um, the story story of the third brother with the resurrection stone. Oh. Like, um, he he was basically driven mad by the figure of the girl he loved and then took his own life so that he could be with her or whatever. Yes. Yeah. This... A Harry Potter. Yeah, the tell. Okay, three good. I yeah. I thought it was a Harry Potter reference. Yes, but no, you're totally right. Um, so yeah, that's really sad. Apparently, he literally told the front desk that he was seeing the shadow, and he would ask the shadow to take his life because he was there just waiting out his final days. Oh my god. Um, and room one eleven, Brian. 
this is the um, the girl from The Exorcist as a clown on the wall. So it's called The Exorcist Room, Room 111. I... This painting is hilarious to me, y'all. Like, they're, they're not great. They're not great. Paintings. I mean, the Pennywise one was much, much better, better yes, than this one is. But it's terrifying. Imagine looking at that before I mean, you go to yeah, sleep. there's no way in hell I want to wake up in a hotel, motel room it's and see crazy that. crazy looking. Yeah. So, all right. Our Ugh. next room. Once room again, pictures seven. on residualwhispers.blog. Yes. Go check those out. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to find things when you just Google it. So, it's it's worth going to the website for this one. So, um, room 210, suffering from chronic and undiagnosed back pain for several years, an Arizona man stopped at the clown motel to rest while on a lengthy road trip. He woke up the next morning feeling better than he had in years with little to no pain at all. Convinced the spirits of the hotel were healing him. He stayed at the hotel for over six years and ended up passing away in room 210. So he stayed there for like six years though? Yeah. Wow. He thought that he just the like spirits, checked in and never left. Yeah, he thought that the spirits were healing his back pain that had burdened him for years, and he was so relieved by it because this is the whole reason he pulled over at the clown motel. He was in excruciating pain from like his long road trip, and so that's why he even stopped and stayed there for in the first place. Mm. Um, so yeah, that story is pretty mind blowing. Um, and again, these are right from the website for the clown motel itself. Um, Our last room is room 214, where a man named Melvin Dumar came to the motel for an overnight stay, but it didn't end up leaving until three years later. It is said that a spirit took a liking to Mr. Dumar and would visit the room looking for his friend. Frustrated that he is gone, the spirit causes the lights to flicker and guests who stay in 214 report personal items being moved or disappearing completely. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so 214, 210, 111, and 108. Those are considered the most haunted rooms in the motel, and some really crazy things have happened. So it's not only the spirits from the town and the cemetery, but the motel has had, like, deaths in its rooms as well. And like Brian said, it's kind of eerie to me that, like, the one guy stayed for six years, the man in 214 stayed for, like, three years, It seems that this motel and Tonopah in general seem to attract those who were at a low point in their lives or suffering from depression and illness. Not only that, but visitors seem to become attached to this place, remaining at the creepy motel for years on end until they eventually met a tragic fate. It's almost as if the clown motel and the energy of Tonopah lured in unsuspecting visitors and never let them go. Oh my god, this creepy photo of this clown collection. It's the next photo featured on our blog. Yes. Y'all. Okay, just making me uneasy. You're gonna freak out. So Murray kind of freaking out. Here we go. So in 2015, okay, we're bringing up we're bringing them up again. Ghost Adventures makes a visit to the Clown Motel. This is important because this is what really triggers um the motel becoming extremely popular as a paranormal location. Um, Which makes sense. Yeah, they're doing a lot better now because people from all over the world are visiting. And a writer named Christopher Sabella also stayed in one of the rooms for a full month, writing a comic book about his experience. And there's a link to check out his comic book, but he wrote an entire comic book about his experience staying at the Clown Motel for a month. A comic book or a graphic novel? 
it said a comic book, oh. um, but graphic novel might be a good way to put it. I'm guessing it's shorter. It's probably not super uh, long. Okay. So, yeah. Huh. Um, so, as I said, after this, paranormal tourism and popularity of the motel really take off. Now, it is a well-known hotspot for paranormal investigators and curious visitors throughout the year. So, now we're going to get into the re- really, like, most creepy story surrounding the Clown Motel, which super excited. So, um, with all the hype surrounding the Clown Motel now, there's actually a lot of really interesting and absolutely terrifying inve- evidence that has been captured. Just like Pavalia, if you search the Clown Motel on YouTube, hundreds of videos come up. And they're, like, people documenting their experiences while staying there. Um, one of the scariest things that was captured both on the Ghost Adventures episode, which you can stream on Discovery Plus, I did find out it is season 14, episode 10, worth watching, and by another team known as the Paranormal Voyages, is that um, a very spooky and unnerving life-size doll resides in the lobby known as Charlie. And he sits on a chair, and his hands can be seen in both a video caught by Paranormal Voyages, and on the Ghost Adventures episode. So two different occurrences. His hands, they just slide right off of his thighs in the videos. Mm. They move completely on their own. But this was captured two separate times, which I think it makes it a really substantial piece of evidence. And Brian, this is Charlie the Clown. Oh, of course it is. He is life-sized. The other creepy thing I noticed is that um, the the fingers on his left hand are like broken off some of his finger is he's just terrifying um so yeah go check out charlie the clown at residualwhispers.blog i also posted terrifying. a picture of him on the instagram and if you search um the clown motel you're gonna see him in a lot of the photos he's terrifying and he kind of like looks over all the other dolls who are in the lobby um so yeah you can see his hands just sliding right off of his thighs and it's really terrifying um there is a 13-minute video from Paranormal Voyages of them taking a public um, ghost hunt through the Clown Motel. Um, So they actually invited people from, like, around the community and just Nevada to come and, like, join them on the ghost hunt there. And this video is 13 minutes long, but they review uh, previous footage that they captured of Charlie's hand sliding off of his leg in the video. So go watch it. It's really interesting because even with all these people there, um, like, some really creepy things happen. Um, so at one point, even in the video, the public ghost hunt with paranormal voyages, they, um, capture intelligent communication from a spirit who seems to be living inside of Charlie. So they're literally like holding the ghost box, like up to Charlie, the doll, or it's like sitting in between them there and they're asking questions and the responses are almost as if it's Charlie himself. So, like, the spirit, like, is living inside Charlie, which is just so disturbing. Um, At one point, the voice even comes through the ghost box, asking an attendee standing behind the chair Charlie is sitting in to back up. Like, the voice just comes on and is like, back up. And, like, they're like, oh, I think that it's talking about you. And there's a guy literally standing right behind the chair that Charlie's sitting in. Um, There's also the clip from the Ghost Adventures episode where they capture the doll's hand move. Um, So both those videos are on there. And in the Paranormal Voyages video, both hands slip off Charlie's leg. And in the Ghost Adventures episode, only one hand moves. So it's very clearly two different instances of this happening. Um, 
I'm just going to show you the one Brian from the Paranormal Voyages episode so you can check it out. So it happens at 7 minutes and 27 seconds in the video. So if you're listening, you can fast forward to that point. Okay, so watch this, Brian. There's Charlie, chilling out. And his hands just move by themselves, okay? Both of them. One after the other just slides right off. Is that not terrifying? Gross. Yeah, so go... Yeah, that was definitely... Go check that out, because I think that's one of the scariest things I've ever seen at any location, is this doll, he's done it not once but twice, moved his hands on his own, so it's very scary. Um, so nope. both... Nope. <laughs> nope. You guys should see Brian's face right now. Nope. Not a fan. I know, when I first saw it, my jaw, like, dropped, so... I hate clowns, y'all. Yeah. I hate them. Charlie is terrifying, and the fact that it's his hands moving out of all the dolls is like, what is going on? I will talk to y'all about watching all the videos about demons and possessions and all that crazy crap all day long, but when it comes to clowns, I just hate them. (laughs) So, um, both staff and visitors report hearing voices and seeing shadows, doors opening and closing by themselves, intense waves of anxiety, and unexplained noises in the middle of the night. It can also be said that some really intelligent spirits haunt the clown motel, as EVPs are caught quite frequently and seem to be sensible responses to questions asked. Um, looking through the YouTube videos and evidence that's been posted um, like elsewhere besides like Ghost Adventures and the Paranormal Voyages, which was definitely reputable, um, a lot of the videos I found about the clown motel seem to be faked. Reputable. Like, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Um, so... Literally, um, like one of the videos um, that I that was posted was of this guy, and he's like spending the night in the clown motel and filming himself, and like the curtains move, and like all this crazy stuff happens. So if you look it up, it's one of the first videos that comes up. It seemed really fake to me. So I ran into that a lot. I think a lot of people go stay at the clown motel to like make videos for social media, oh, and easily. some of it I think is faked. Um, so. I did find one video from Paranormal Files on YouTube, um, and it also came across as pretty legit, uh, but it's a 2.5-hour documentary. So they capture some pretty interesting things. I kind of just fast-forwarded through it to different parts and checked it out. If you want to watch that whole documentary, that's linked on the website as well. Um, Otherwise, that's about it for the Clown Motel in Tonopah, Nevada, as far as paranormal occurrences go. We have the haunted rooms that people stay in and Charlie the Clown, who is just very scary. Um, But you can always go do a little digging and see what you can uncover. Um, With all the residual energy that resides not only in the motel rooms, but the town of Tonopah itself, it makes sense why this would be such an active paranormal location. Um, And as the motel has skyrocketed in popularity over the years, people from all over the world donate their own clown dolls and figurines to the collection. So Mm. it's like still going. Don't you love that? Terrifying. You should tell your stepmom to send one of hers in. No. (laughs) But um, I actually, um, in one of the videos I was watching, there was um, one of the famous dolls that's in the collection that was donated is this really creepy sad clown like you were talking about. And he's like medium size and he's got like a frown and he's like dressed with like, in like almost like a suit type thing. Um, no, more like a sweater vest. He's wearing like a sweater vest. And anyway. <laughs> important detail. 
Um, but he was actually found outside the hotel with a, a note attached to him saying it was his last chance to find a home at the motel. Oh, okay. Like, so that was pretty creepy. So yeah. some of these dolls that are sent in are terrifying. Um, so yeah, go look into that for yourself. Gross. Um, the last thing that I want to mention about this is there has been multiple low budget films released inspired by the clown motel. Okay, two of these were directed by Joseph Kelly. Clown Motel Lost Souls in 2016 and Clown Motel Spirits Arise in 2019. I have never heard of these movies. Yeah, no. Let me tell you, for the sake of this podcast and for the blog post, I tried to watch them. I like like doing like diamond painting, like little crafts. So I was like, I'm going to do my crafts and I'm going to watch these movies and see what I can learn for them for, you know, the blog. And they were so horrible, Brian. I can't no, tell I can you. The imagine. acting, the filming, the storyline, it was absolutely horrible. I, I mean, take it so back. Bad. My worst fear is a terrible low-budget film about clowns. Yes. No, it was horrifying. And the clowns weren't even really scary. It was like, it was bad. Um, but if you do want to go check those movies out, they're free on multiple streaming services. Gross. Yeah. And um, they are filmed on location, though. So if you want a closer look at the Clown Motel, what it looks like inside, they were filmed there itself. So, yeah, I thought I was going to watch both movies all the way through, and I made it about 30 minutes. They were really bad. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, to wrap it up, you can read reviews for the motel on their website, and some of them are actually pretty entertaining. Overall, it seems that people enjoy their stay, even if they have a few unwanted visitors in the middle of the night. Um, you can check out the official website for the motel. Um, that is theclownmotelusa.com. And maybe spend the night for yourself. And if you spend the night at the Clown Motel, you absolutely have to send us your story and anything that happens to you at uh, residualwhispersblog at gmail.com. Even if it's already happened to you, if you know exactly what we're talking about and you've stayed in one of these crazy rooms and you are one of these crazy people that will stay in this crazy motel, Please send us your story. Yeah, we would love to hear about your experience there. Um, Actually, at the time of this podcast, they're offering 10% off with the discount code CLOWN. So I don't even think it's that expensive if you want to go take a a night there. I know it's very hard to guess the code word for this 10% off. Once again, it is CLOWN. Yes, CLOWN for 10% off your stay at the CLOWN Motel sponsor us um (laughs) please so um yeah so you can go stay the night there send us your stories i would really love to have an area on the blog where it's like your stories that you've shared so we can kind of build a residual whispers community and like all talk about our experiences and we might even share them on the podcast so send your stories to us um and you can follow us on instagram at residual whispers blog Check out our Facebook page. And if you subscribe to the blog itself, residualwhispers.blog, um, then you will get reminders every time we make a new post so you get to hear about it first. Thank you guys so much for joining us and for listening to our second episode. We really appreciate you being here. And Brian, any final thoughts on the Clown Motel? Um, I probably will be having nightmares tonight, so I would like to thank everybody personally for that. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us and we look forward to seeing you again this time next week when we bring you our next paranormal place. Yes. Our next story. I haven't decided where we're going yet. 
But so it's going to be see. awesome. So yeah. But yeah. as always, I'm Brian. And I'm Sky. And remember, if it feels like there's somebody there, there probably is. We hope Charlie the Clown doesn't haunt your nightmares. And we'll catch you on the other side. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Residual Whispers community. This podcast was created, written, and hosted by Skylar Daniels, co-hosted by Brian Grace, and edited and produced by Michael Liddell. You can check out all evidence, photos, and stories at residualwhispers.blog. You can contact us with your own paranormal stories, comments, or questions by sending an email to residualwhispers at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate it if you followed us on Instagram at Residual Whispers blog and help us grow by subscribing to the blog to receive notifications every time we post. We hope you enjoyed listening and we can't wait to share our next paranormal story with you.